Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. What is going on, everybody? I am welcoming you to Weisscast. See, I almost said I almost introduced myself before I introduced the podcast, but I'm a professional, ladies and gentlemen. You're humble. I'm (laughs) humble. My name is Aaron Weiss, host of Weisscast, and the show that hasn't been posting very much lately, Weiss Camera Action. Uh, Whoa. Why have we not been recording Weiss Camera Action? <laughs> We've been busy. Okay, let's, do you want to do one soon? Yes, okay. but stay tuned for that. That voice that you just heard is the Duchess of Decatur, my wife, Erica J. Weiss. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. And of course, we're joined <laughs> as always by the coolest felines in all of Covington, Caleb and Megan Peeler. Cool cats over here. Mm-hmm. I did Yay. not see that coming. Felines? Yeah. You know what? I got to change it up everywhere. I got to keep I got to keep the fans on their toes. Understood. You know what? Um, <laughs> fans that's in like hard They they is. just, you know. <laughs> you know, the, the, these people yeah. graciously listen to our podcast every time it's posted. And the they do. Joe mm-hmm. Plummer we want they're, them on they're, their they're, toes. They're under, they're under their kitchen sinks, plumbing away with, their, with our sweet voices in their ears. And you know what? They, they're they tired of hearing the oh. same old stuff every week. So, you, you know, I just got to change it up every once in a while. So I know. that's for you, Joe Plummer or Joseph you know, Plummer. You know, I was hanging out with Hargrove Friday and he said to me, he was like, Caleb, you know, I'm just really tired of Aaron always saying cool cats of Covington. Why hasn't changed yep. up sometimes? <laughs> so I have to tell you. Yep. That's amazing. I, How intuitive of you as a host. It's my job to know the feedback before it's given to us. <laughs> <Good> job. <laughs> In case you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Weisscast, where each and every time we post it, uh, <laughs> to give a frame of time like it's just whenever we want to every week ish um <laughs> four sometimes four um best friends gather around zoom um sometimes in person um but we just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about um i definitely posted the podcast without editing it last week whoa and i definitely said the f word in it <gasps> oops Really? Not like blatantly, but like I heard you say it quietly while we were recording, so I reminded you to look for it while editing. And I forgot. What are you gonna do? You know what? It's uh, a little Easter egg for the face. It's a little Easter egg for the face. It's not the first time that's happened. Go back and listen. Um anyways, um if you want to give us money for some reason patreon.com slash weisscast where all of your dreams come true at each tier um again i'm still open to the 3500 dollars a month um for, oh not you know, this <laughs> at least a minimum of 10 years or a one-time donation of four hundred twenty thousand dollars 
what was the uh what was the the prerequisite for all that like what what would you do oh yeah it was on, on my grave. grave that was I on my grave i will say time. your name <laughs> honestly i think that's a here lies aaron weiss Last time we got on this topic, we talked for his like life was funded by blankety blank. If I somehow came into a lot of money, I think could you that. imagine having your name on two be... different tombstones? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'd feel honestly, Aaron, I, I'd as much as I love you, I'd feel kind of weird having my name on your gravestone. I could give you a nickname, I could just <laughs> say could. funded by the coolest cat in Covington. <laughs> you know what? I I don't hate that. Food for thought. Too food tempting. for thought indeed. Is... Speaking of food for thought. Ha- <laughs> 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 I can't go with my original transition. Um what 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 have you all been thinking about this week? <laughs> That's a good question. Um is this yeah, topic time? Pretty, yeah. Pretty, uh, softball right I there. Don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to go because Caleb forgot what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, my topic was about Ooh. socks. And if you're a, a sock person, if you're a controversial sock at night, like in bed sleeping, or if you're like down with that, and, you know, maybe you have a collection of fun socks. I don't know. I was just thinking about that because I had to put some socks on because my little toes were cold. And I put on, honestly, some Christmas Love socks. The honesty. I am, so I am feeling very led to speak on this topic. Please. I <laughs> am not a sock girl, and I don't think I ever have been. I've been an occasional fuzzy sock type of person. But the reason why I felt like I needed to talk about this is because last night, I think for the first time, <laughs> Since at least my young childhood, I wore socks to bed and they stayed on my feet all night. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you how that happened is because I went to bed chilly. Well, for I should go back a little bit. I got home from doing a thing at his (laughs) campus ministry at 10 o'clock. I immediately took a melatonin and then we ate food later. So by the time we were done eating, I was exhausted. And I was kind of chilly and I did not feel like changing out of anything that I was wearing. So I just got into bed, including socks, including sweatpants, mm-hmm. like including I, glasses, you no, know, literally including glasses. I had to be like, oh, I need to get <laughs> on my face right now. But usually if I go to bed with socks on, they come off in my sleep. Like I cannot keep them on my feet, but I kept them on all night and I'm currently wearing socks. So I feel like you talking about socks now is maybe a sign that I need to make socks a bigger priority in my life so i just felt like i needed to say that i so i think so too (laughs) i'm a big proponent of cool socks or fun socks um Mm -hmm. unfortunately they don't always come in like you know like a multi-pack or whatever like sometimes you just need to go buy like eight pairs of socks you know what i mean like um (laughs) well i mean you need to have them for like I, I got a pack of eight pairs of socks for the bakery. Uh, oh, yeah. that makes so, sense. Yeah. And typically, if you buy fun, fun socks, it's like um, two, maybe four pairs in the in the pack, 
and mm-hmm. um and a lot of the time there's one of those pairs if it's like a four pack one of those pairs is pretty boring it's like it, it's like <laughs> let, let's say i got four pairs of pokemon socks like three of them will have cool like pokemon theme designs and then one will just be a white sock with a pokeball on it one pair and then like that's mm. that's it's like a safe option it's very low effort um yeah i i do think that fun socks are important i think wearing socks to bed is a good thing um my feet my my little tootsies get real cold (laughs) and i i don't know why i'm not wearing them right now but typically i'm wearing slippers in the house because my feet are just always so cold um in fact Mm -hmm. I used to be a big proponent of bare feet. I I would barefoot a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like wearing shoes or socks, but I don't know what changed. I don't know if it was my um, circulation. <laughs> You've changed. Um, but <laughs> I just, I started getting cold feet, but not for marriage. <laughs> just need to make that clear there's no mm. this marriage oh good uh, um, i was just about to ask <laughs> yeah I, I wear socks to bed pretty much every night um yeah and they stay on 95 percent of the time every once in a while they'll come off but um yeah caleb i need i need to hear your reasonings because i honestly yeah thought you'd be a sock sleeper (laughs) (laughs) you get that vibe usually (laughs) so i i really like socks i like having fun socks yeah um i'm more like designs than like patterns like i don't like i have socks with like like carrots on it like objects on it but i much prefer just like a stripe pattern or some kind of color pattern right opposed like objects yeah you're not so much a let me get this fun character Let me get this um, cool aesthetic. Because I, I am very like, it's a weird thing I do. I know. Sometimes I like make big deals about weird things. But I like to match my socks, my outfit. So like in the oh. morning, a big, like it's a it's a tumultuous battle in the morning. I, to, <laughs> I didn't realize I that to, was happening while I, have I slept. To, <laughs> I have to like, when, when I get a shower, I'm getting dressed, I have to think, okay, what shirt do I want? Which means what kind of pants I want, I want to wear, which also means what kind of shoe I want to wear and what kind of sock I have to wear. And so there's like so many choices they all have to like go together. Um, it's a big deal for me. And when I find an outfit that like it hits on all four, it's just like, it feels so great. Like, so right now my, um, that like kind of teal green champion sweater I have, it matches very well with these like green socks I have, which those socks are almost the same color as the stripe on my my high top fans not teal but yes what i'm saying is they all very close in color. no no i'm just saying nothing and is i teal. <laughs> let me tell you i feel like i'm hot stuff when i wear that outfit no. wow i didn't know that and also the blue on my torn pilot's out shirt is a similar blue to that on the stripe on my vans oh so i i feel like i feel like hot stuff when i wear that fit yeah so socks are big deal to me actually um, but they have to like 
I try, they have to go with what I'm wearing. Like, I, I hate having us, I don't like us having crazy socks that don't go with You know, shirt. to me, that just feels weird. Young Caleb, this, this is an area where we very much differ. Because um, <laughs> I'm of the mind that fun socks can go with any outfit. And mm-hmm. you know what? There's something mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm just in a pretty standard uh, flannel right now and wearing some gray pants, but you know, I'm not wearing any fun socks, unfortunately, but like, you know, I just look like a pretty standard dude, but there's, there, there'd be something really fun about having that little secret, like, oh, my socks are so fun. There's hot dogs on my socks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a little <laughs> secret and like, there might be one or two people throughout the day who are lucky enough to know. Uh huh. But <laughs> was it? Yeah. I do. I do have several pairs of socks. Like today, I wore black socks, but I had a red, a red stripe on them, and it was like a nice little accent color. But like, I feel like my my outfit didn't need some some pattern socks. It was just like some simple black socks. Um, but the bed socks. Um, I just, so I, I like walking my bare feet in the house. Um, something very like homey mm-hmm. about that to me. And so, but, but I do, I do think like Megan knows like my circulation to my hands as well as my toes is not good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know this. I have like, <laughs> I get cold hands really easy. I get cold toes just as easy too. Yes. And so, but I will take my, if I'm wearing socks before bed, which I'm fine with wearing socks around the house. Um, it's not like I have to be barefoot around the house. I think I prefer to. But I will take my socks off before I go to bed. I just remember like one time as a young lad, <laughs> uh, I was like eight years old or so. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm always eight in all my stories. Eight. Um, I was an age and I woke up in the middle of the night and it's like I was like what's on my feet and I was like I'm still wearing socks I remember like <laughs> like bolting up ripping my socks off and just being like freaked out by that huh. and so it's like I think like I think we're on camp before I wore socks because like it's, it's colder yeah I can sleep with socks on I just very much prefer I think because like I remember what that one time it happened. It was like they like I was curling my toes and the and like the cloth was getting stuck between my toes and it felt really weird to me. Uh-huh. So I think I just hate the feeling of like like a toe wedgie almost. A so, toe wedgie. <laughs> a twedgie. You need to check your socks because um, none of mine give me toe wedgies. Um also yeah. there's something about socks. It's like like especially when you're going to sleep, it's like a little a little hug around your feet, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, especially with the shocking reveal of your poor circulation, um, <laughs> I'm I am just flabbergasted that you do not wear socks you're to bed. <laughs> Maybe this is what's missing. Um, but maybe I just need to overcome 
my childhood um, fears. Maybe. Is this counseling? <laughs> I don't know. Is this a breakthrough? <laughs> Could be. I think I had counseling. You know what? Um, <laughs> at least I'm going to challenge you. At least one night before the next Weisscast, at least one night, you got to try <laughs> to sleep with socks. And I want to hear a report back. Yeah. I'll, report back yeah. I'll make sure it happens. I think something you've told me is that you don't like if they're too tight and it's like as if all your socks are too tight. So I, I like very like tight socks on my feet during the day. Oh, but like at night. At night, because like... Fuzzy socks are what helps. I had to wear... You did wear... Oh, yeah. It was like, like you gave me a very loose fuzzy pair. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think he did. You know, maybe put that on. maybe you should just get the. It, maybe it's about finding the right pair. I think yeah. that's what it is, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I think socks are great. I think, I mean, this is extreme, but I think it like mostly in the cold weather. I don't think. I think all day I will have socks on. Like in the morning, I wake up. I've already had my socks on because I put them on last night. I wake up, I might put on a new pair for like the day and they usually are fun and I don't care. And I mean, I guess with jeans, you sometimes kind of see them at the ankle, but like, I mean, I've definitely worn like a red with the dogs on it socks. And I know I wasn't wearing anything of that color <laughs> and just like a little peekaboo at my ankle of some random socks, but I'll like wear my socks all day. If I feel like they're gross, I, when I get home, I will transition to comfier socks and then I'll just wear those all evening and probably to bed. It was like very few moments where I'm absolutely and I think speaking Aaron's language with socks right now, like he is the exact same way. mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think they're so comfy and I think my, cause my toes get cold and they make my toes warm (laughs) and I, I do think they're fun. I feel like there was almost um, a time where like fun socks was my personality trait that everyone, like my friend group, like if it's my birthday, Same. I have so many people who give me fun socks, but then it got a little overwhelming and I had to kind of be like, yeah, can we just like cool it with the socks guys? <laughs> Cause I have way too many. Um, I remember my mom even got me this pack of socks that was like all mismatched socks. Like none of them matched. And I'm I was like, cool, way, I, I sometimes do a mismatch and it's not even because I'm like trying to yeah. be quirky sometimes. It's just like, I can't yeah. find the match and I'm just going to grab two socks. You know, what's available. one of the exactly. wisest things that my dad uh, taught me growing up was not necessarily to match socks by color or pattern or whatever, but by thickness. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's weird having one sock that's, like, that. thick and fuzzy on one foot and then, like, one thinner, like, dress sock. But if you, like, don't have matching socks, yeah, instead of just finding easier. two black socks and calling it a day, finding two socks that are the same thickness, mm-hmm. even if they don't have the same color. Yes. It's very important to me. Hmm. Yeah. I don't as much now. I don't really mismatch. But I, I do more consistently my socks have some sort of like fun pattern or like random things on it a fun sock story I have <laughs> was at when at a camp I worked at it was a really big thing 
to wear really long fun socks like the counselors would do that and so I got this one pair at Walmart that when I looked at it it had like burgers and fries on it and I was like oh yeah this is gonna be so fun we have our burgers and fries day or whatever I'm gonna wear these socks and I remember I so I was a lifeguard and after the pool session was done and the lifeguards were breaking everything down we went to go change and I went to go put on these socks and they also had beer all over it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like the, an image of beer, which was, is not okay at our camp. We couldn't just like have right. an image of beer on our apparel or anything because it's like a kid's camp. So I remember like pulling them all the way on and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I don't know where I'm ever <laughs> going to wear these now. So that was like a little disappointment for me. And I don't think I had socks then. And that was also a disappointment. Like I couldn't go back to my cabin or something. So... I a see, bummer. I remember someone I worked with in Arizona. It's blew my mind. Uh-huh. She like tech box. She like hated wearing socks. Like if she could, she would like wear socks and then like come to her office and take her shoes and socks off. Ooh, I can't imagine uh, doing socks. She, she as usually well. she wore she usually wore sandals. Oh, well, that's fine. But just like to me, she was like, yeah, I actively dislike wearing socks. And I was like, whoa, I do like wearing sandals, and I don't wear socks with sandals so like in the summer when it's hot I probably do wear socks less I feel like I'm always wearing socks inside yeah. though like I'd much rather if I'm inside a building I'd much rather be wearing socks I think I feel weird being in, like I don't mind walking around the house like in sandals but I think I feel weird going in sandals like out really hmm. I just think I always just felt like like in high school for some reason I would always like even in the summer if I was going out, I'd always just put jeans on. Like I, I think. Oh I, yeah, you always put jeans on too. I like. I feel like I have. I feel weird about like even just like going out and put very jeans European. Of oh, you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's fair. So European. Yeah, but socks are great. I feel like I had another thought about socks, but now yeah. I can't remember. So, you know, Caleb, that's actually um that that just means uh. You saying that means that you're you're really comfortable around Erica and I because a lot of times when you come over you're wearing like sweatpants and I I yes I have thought about that that is that was kind of a there's been times where I've been like a turning um, moment for him there have been times where I'm like oh man like I'm be there for a while I almost wear like jeans so I, like, I guess I'm not uh-huh. like going like out. Yeah, it could have been an inner turmoil for Caleb if we had suddenly decided to like go out to <laughs> yeah, eat. Honestly. That could have been a slight no, issue. No, and especially now knowing that we would be more prone to be like, "Hey, do you want to order pizza or something like that?" You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. I'm accommodating me so well. Oh, I didn't. I was like, "I'm putting on sweatpants. Why are you putting <laughs> jeans on, you idiot?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think another reason why I like socks, not that most floors I ever walk on are like so dirty or whatever, but I, I hate the feeling of like anything on the ground on my feet. And maybe that's what really just encourages me. Like, I'm just going to wear socks all the time like and I'll never have to worry about this. So much easier <laughs> to wash a pair of socks than it is the bottom of your feet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if, if I had to wash the, like, just scrub the bottom of my feet every shower like like real you know like <laughs> I, I, I'd, yeah. I'd go insane but you know like instead because we're wearing socks I can, I can do it less often 
So I I have a distinct memory of like you know how like when you're a kid like you don't shower. Oh yeah, like as, as a kid. I remember like being. <laughs> I remember like it was like one summer like it would probably been like two or three days and I hadn't like um I hadn't showered. I also hadn't put like shoes on. But I like walked to my friend's house barefoot and like hung out and everything just barefoot. And I remember like looking at my feet after a day or two of not showering and just like they were like black and like dirty on the gross and I was like yeah it was kind of gross out by it <laughs> gross style yeah I recently you know there was a moment so I'm not much of like a shoes inside kind of gal like I don't do that I we were not raising a shoe inside the household type of place but re- some at some point recently um, I was visiting someone's home and I think I, I had worn like sandals or something. So I didn't wear socks. It was warm enough. And their floor was so gritty with, I don't know what, I don't think it was, and it wasn't like a dirty house. It wasn't like, oh, this place is a mess, but for whatever, I don't know why, but I remember I was like, I walked around for a little bit barefoot and I was like, I can't do this. And I put my shoes back on and I was like, I'm just going to have to be this person right now. I'll have to tell you later who it something, was because you know <laughs> something that blows my mind is so my dad. I'm very much like when I get home, if I'm only gonna be home for like 30 minutes or so, I like take my shoes off and change them like gym shorts. Yes. Um my dad, <laughs> he will like get home from work and stay in his like work, his like work shoes, like, yeah, and like his like work clothes until he goes to bed. And when he goes to he bed, does. he'll take his shoes off and change. And that's like baffles me that like, he stays in his like Work attire that is wild until the moment he goes to bed he's like lounging on the couch as if he's about to go to work (laughs) but it is nine (laughs) o'clock that does not compute although i still am wearing my work attire right now uh but i i also had an interview right after work so embarrassing just kidding kidding. any more soft interview you know yeah, it's, it's not embarrassing. Well, it's, I know. thank you everyone for tuning into Sockcast. Um, Sockcast. Sock thoughts with Sock Megan. Thoughts. Um, be sure to come back next week um, for the update on Caleb. If he enjoyed sleeping with the right pair of socks, because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. people can change. People can change. <laughs> Can <laughs> Speaking of yeah. change, let's go on ahead and change topics. Who yes. who who's wanting to? All right, I'll go ahead and go. Heck Ooh, yeah. I, go I love this. this. <clears throat> um, so this is what I've been thinking about. I uh, I love coffee. What? What? I used to work at a coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> y'all have all heard about it since when? Um, but yeah, I used to. Or coffee was to roast coffee. I was a barista. I love the whole process of making coffee. Um, I think like as much as I like the taste of coffee, I think it's like like the kind of culture and like significance of coffee in our culture. Yeah. Um, it's one of our last places that people just kind of like can come and like mingle without like it's like you, you go out to eat, you not know, expecting like someone to come. And talk to you 
Okay. But like a coffee shop, you're more likely to like be open to someone trying to start a conversation with you. Sure. Uh, so this thing is called co- like coffee shops are like our one of our last like social like gathering spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I like coffee. Uh, and this week I learned about a new type of to make or way to make coffee that I never heard of. It kind of blew my mind. Um, which Aaron and I talked about briefly Saturday about flash freezing. Uh, condensed coffee and putting it in hot water in the cup that way. So my question for all of y'all is what is like your preferred way of drinking coffee? I Megan thinking, will go first. I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I forgot about, <laughs> so I, that's it. <laughs> I forgot about I, you. Megan, I will counter a, no, that okay. with saying you don't like drinking coffee. You like eating coffee or uh, chocolate covered coffee beans. I do. I do. Yep. That's coffee ice cream she loves yeah. coffee. So. Okay, that's I prefer it as taken away from the drink aspect of it as I can. Um that's yeah. it. Yeah, so I mean I I think Caleb and I could have a whole podcast on coffee and um but my personal favorite is pour over. Um and it, for many reasons one it really um, cuts back the acidity of coffee um, and I think I just like the flavor that that comes from a pour over tell the people at home what pour over means because I in the <clears throat> beginning of a relationship I heard you use the term pour over for coffee several mm-hmm. times without knowing what it meant and it was fun for me to just kind of picture what it could mean until uh-huh. I finally watched make pour over coffee. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, uh-huh. cute. Um, for the uninitiated, um, you, um, <laughs> it, it can be either a single serve little ceramic thing that you put directly on a mug um, and you have paper filters typically that um, come with the thing and you just put enough coffee for one serving in uh, the paper filter. Well, first you need to wet the filter with the the water of course mm-hmm. you know, of let's, course. let's let's not be crazy um but once you do that um you put enough coffee in there for one serving um and you use tip i was just gonna say you just pour hot water over a coffee filter and put it in your coffee that way but i'm i'm liking that you're going much more into detail than i was picturing is that wrong no but Wait, what are you saying? Is you have to um, yeah, bloom it first. So like, and then let it set for th- thirty seconds, and then you. This is Aaron's coffee. What if that's not what Aaron does? I mean, it is what I do. I mean, I'm um, sure it is. You awful. the for the best results, use a gooseneck kettle. Um, it's easiest to get the water around the filter and grounds. With that, it's very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got mine on Amazon for like thirty bucks. I have a electric kettle. Um, they they also make just standard gooseneck kettles that you put on the stove. Um, I think that's what. Oh wait, does my brother? I kind of wish ours was gooseneck. I've thought that before. No, my brother has an electric one. It's great. Um. I also really enjoy cold brew or nitro cold brew. 
Um, but lately, Erica and I have been drinking a lot of coffee from our Nespresso maker, um, which typically mm. I'm pretty against pod-based coffee just because it's, it's very um, environmentally not great. Uh, which kind of coffee? Pot, like, you know, like, like Keurig or whatever. Oh, oh Keurig. But I mean. Gotcha. Before we started using our Nespresso a lot, Erica and I would just go to Dunkin' or Starbucks like pretty often. And right. that was like arguably just as bad on the environment, but and also worse on our wallets. <laughs> um, so <laughs> like now we can make a latte for a dollar a cup instead of spending like five bucks mm-hmm. for a latte. Um without and uh the what's what's where the cost of the cost of entry is way less than buying a full-on espresso maker like i know how to make espresso drinks i can do that i do it at work um but i know to get a decent home espresso maker you're gonna need to spend at least six or seven hundred bucks and uh nespresso it's like well i got it for my birthday so but they're like 150 or 200 bucks Mm -hmm. so way cheaper Uh, yeah erica yeah i was definitely gonna say nespresso um aaron is really good at making these flavored um syrups so we he'll make like a vanilla one and a hazelnut one um so i can just put my milk in the microwave Sometimes froth it. We have a special little frother kind of thing. So yeah, I can froth my milk if I want to get extra mm-hmm. fancy. And then our Nespresso, I can just pick out my espresso pod, pop it in there. And I usually will let it go through twice. That's another good thing about Nespresso is you can kind of reuse an, an espresso pod and it will be just as good the second time. So if I want two shots, I pour in a little extra syrup. I do my two shots of espresso, my nice frothy hot milk. And I'm like, who even is Starbucks? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't even know her. I am so talented. <laughs> um, and it's the easiest thing in the world to do, but it actually makes me feel so talented. So um, yeah. that's my favorite for sure. Yeah. I figured that would be <laughs> That's fun. I like the idea of making your own like, uh like adding the syrup and like making a whole like thing out of like a coffee cup yeah, I think that's fun. neat I uh I think to become bougie with my beans um I would love I could definitely get up every morning and make my coffee like how I like to make it um, but recently just a lot easier to uh um do it make a curric so they have a curric at the school and I buy k-cups and every time I open it and quote the one from I used before I say to myself I'm part of the problem and throw it away <laughs> I do like I do most mornings I like take the k-cup out that was there before my part of the problem <laughs> and have my little guilt for killing some we're adding to garbage island yeah 
Um, there are reusable cups. Does that mean you grind your Yeah, own I have to coffee? grind my own beans, which would be fine. I just haven't done it. Okay. Um, so, like, I like my coffee. I'm not someone who, like, um, I don't think I have a super, super strong dependence on it. Like, I don't have to have it multiple times a day. I have one cup a day in the morning, and that's it. Um, but a morning is where I don't go to work. I'm just hanging out at home. I love to, like, I have beans that I grind. I weigh them. I grind them. And then I put in my French press. And I have a single cup of French press. That works great. It's amazing. And I just... Is French press your preferred? I think, yeah. I think French press is my preferred. Our pour-overs are good. I had a lot of pour-overs when I was working out awake. Just because that was what we had. Yeah. Um, I got really good at making them. They're very satisfying to make. I think they're one of the most satisfying like hmm. to make just like watching it bloom and then pouring it. Is that that glass thing in there? Yeah. Okay. I had to get filters for it. Really. My okay. pour over, I have a pour over uh-huh. um, like coffee pot and it has a reusable filter, which is nice. Hmm. Hmm. And so, yeah, I I like my coffee. I think I very much enjoy as someone who used to roast, I really like um, trying different beans. Yeah. And like, um, I can I mean, I can tell, I couldn't, you had me two different cups of coffee. I couldn't tell you where they're from necessarily. I might probably guess. Um, but I definitely love trying to pick up the notes and like um, all that. So yeah, I love coffee. It's been a big part of my life. Um, I wish I had the time to make coffee in the morning, but alas, alas. such is life. Alas. I mean, if you you probably have the time. I have the time. It's but just sometimes a good sit. I like my good sit in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, rather than also grinding, I don't want to wake you up. It's okay. And the grind our grinder's very loud. It is. Um, but yeah coffee it's great also i prefer it to like i prefer to be black i like it oh yeah like in its natural state but um, you add sugar be- the- why that one time so like yeah so there's a coffee shop i go to a lot in town that um i tend to put um sugar in it when i go there it's not necessarily because it's like bad coffee. It's very okay. They have okay coffee. Wait, you put sugar in your coffee when you go um, where? But sugar. Oh, okay. This, a local coffee yeah. shop. Not the one I used to work at. Um, because like, so sugar can actually activate some of the flavors in coffee. Um, so I do that sometimes. And like, I've done it here before just mm-hmm. to see how it is. And like, it depends on the coffee. Like some, it really opened like it accentuates the flavors and some just kind of like mm-hmm. taste sugary bucky's coffee he puts you put yeah. on that i didn't do it <laughs> i didn't do it with, with coffee that is not as high quality mm. if that makes sense or could like even maybe not as fresh yeah okay so like I'm i filtering. like i like bread and butter's coffee all right um but it's just like it's very like it's coffee flavored it doesn't have a lot of like Hmm. more fun like minute notes so i um i'll put sugar in it to like bring out some little bit of flavor 
So, yeah, that's wow. my topic. Cool. Should you go next or should I go next? I think you should go next because the topic I'm bringing is something that I'm pretty passionate about. All right, then. <laughs> so, <laughs> for all the listeners at home, the Peelers and the Weisses were hanging out recently. And as we were trying to decide what to do, Megan had the suggestion quite a few times of watching the pilot episode of Hannah Montana. And um, the more she suggested it, the more I was like, actually, she's onto something and we need to be listening to her. And so we watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And so we watched it. And it really just like opened up my memory to how insane season one of Hannah Montana is. And honestly, how insane the entire show is but especially season one and I think it's pretty much true for a lot of Disney Channel shows that like it's just pure chaos in the first season as they're like establishing things and trying to like almost overdo the characters to make sure we know like what their personality is supposed to be before going forward um And it was just making me giggle thinking about it. So it made me think about, well, what other shows are like that? And then I just kind of went down this mental rabbit hole of like, well, what are my favorite childhood TV shows? Um, And for me, Hannah Montana, and I also Mm -hmm. was thinking about this, I should also say, because Caleb sometimes mentions having childhood shows that he might have liked, but didn't necessarily watch because he was like, what if they're too girly? And then people think I'm weird for watching a girly show or something like that. But he's since grown out of it because he's now yeah. a grown man and such irrelevant. <laughs> anyways, I think childhood shows have just been on the brain recently. Now, now the fear would be, why are you watching that kid's show? Right. <laughs> Except for I don't have yeah. that fear and obviously neither does Megan because she was very insistent upon Hannah Montana. It was honestly it was so, so good. good. So for me, if I were to say some childhood favorites, and then I'll let everyone else go and kind of expand on what their favorites are and why they're your favorites, Hannah Montana sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, such a yeah. classic. That's So Raven sticks out. I would say that those are maybe my top two Ooh. Disney Channel shows, but iCarly yeah. might be my top. I love wow. iCarly, and I just can't help it. And Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And I'm done. And also, if y'all want to say more about your favorites and, like, why they're your favorites, you can. So are are these just, like, live-action sitcoms or just, like, cartoons? Um, I think you could, like, anything that you watched as a child. Like, another childhood TV show of mine could be um, What Not to Wear or Cake Boss, which are not child shows. They're just shows I watched as a child. Literally, what not to wear? wear. I was like, honestly, um, Clinton is right. She looks crazy and she needs to change. Yeah. Um, Which is so funny. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, it could really be whatever. Mm -hmm. I think I also, I watched like all of Hannah Montana. I really liked Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Um, I really liked... uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's weird. I feel like I definitely watched plenty of Disney Channel, like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. I watched it all. But like a lot of the things coming to mind are more of the Disney Channel mm. original movies that were like just so instrumental <laughs> in raising me, I guess. But 
I can only really think of those or like uh, I really like that so Raven as well I always thought it was just so like I'm like what if I what if I go <laughs> like maybe all the <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and I thought that one was really good I also really liked iCarly what was the other there's an, another like Nickelodeon because wasn't that yeah. wait yeah. was that Nickelodeon yeah mm-hmm. was there an oh Drake and Josh that's what I was thinking of oh yeah I watched a lot because I was like ooh, I'm Megan in Drake yeah, and Josh literally. <laughs> I'm an annoying little do you think you were probably about like Megan's age and Drake and Josh when Drake and Josh was happening? I kind of feel like you could be. I probably was close, maybe a little younger. I'm trying to think. I don't know how old. I don't remember how, how old, old she was Miranda supposed Cosgrove? to be. But... She's like. Is she closer to your age? Yeah. Okay. So I think she would have been in the grade yeah. above me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you would be younger. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess because the the guy like Drake and Josh was in high school, so she was like at the most maybe in middle school, I guess. So I probably was. Yeah. So I don't even know. I I think it was probably very close to where I kind of like saw myself like in the show now. <laughs> yes. So I know. Yeah, I'm now remembering like Drake and Josh was a good one. I thought that one was so funny, um, and it was just so like wacky and like everyone mm-hmm. has a catchphrase, and I'm like. No one I actually know has that a is not my job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I love, I did love my mom and I, a big bonding thing was Full mm. House or Home Improvement. I was able to stay up past my bedtime to watch that show with her. And that was like so good. Um, and yeah, anyway, yeah, I loved Disney Channel and like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Absolutely. Network and all that. Um Oh, it's it was so good. It was just so like funny because I, I guess it wasn't cringy then, but like I don't know because I feel like was society even looking like that in the shows? Like were people wearing those things outside of the shows? Because I feel like not really. It or depends on they? the show, honestly. I the costumes. I feel like sometimes the costumes were like absurd. Yeah. But then, like, I think I've seen people be like, here's the red carpet look of, uh, oh, like Liz, like Lizzie McGuire. Okay, like Hillary Duff or whatever. And her look is like kind of similar to something in a Disney Channel show. But I so, like, also think because and her so, like, oh, stylist was dressing it. her like Lizzie McGuire. Don't you think? I That makes sense. That totally makes sense. I have a vivid memory of someone that I was in elementary school with um, who. Mm-hmm. went to the hair salon and asked to for their hair to be like Lizzie McGuire. I remember her saying oh that my at gosh. like lunch or something. Did it work? Mm-hmm. Well, considering that she was brunette, mm. not exactly, but yes. <laughs> Tough. Hmm. Wow. She needed like a Miranda hairstyle Miranda sings from Lizzie McGuire wasn't that a friend's name I said like Miranda sings mm-hmm. oh <laughs> oh goodness yeah those were the shows I really liked and I loved all of the movies oh my goodness every Disney Channel original movie was great <laughs> I made sure to um, see everyone so I watched way too much TV um which I don't even know how I got away with it because like there was a part of my childhood where we had like these like little tokens and I don't know how many we got 
Uh, mm-hmm. But it was like, there was like, you can play video games for 30 minutes or you can watch a TV show or whatever. And there, you know, there might've been like, this was a system your parents had yeah. to control your screen time. Yes. Okay. This was, there, there could have been like four or six of these. And I don't mm-hmm. know when we stopped using that. Um, but it was early <laughs> in my childhood. It was like when I was in first grade. Still using it actually. And poor Alex. <laughs> yeah, poor Alex. Um, I I mean, I I watched all the shows that we've mentioned. Um, less so Hannah Montana. Um, although I was like target audience age i was in middle school um when that show first came on mm-hmm. um i think i i really like disney channel i i loved teen nick do you guys remember teen nick that was iCarly, right? Mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah. it was iCar- iCarly yeah. it was drake and josh uh basically dan schneider was running the show yeah well there's also cartoons though there was as told by ginger oh. there was my life as a teenage robot Mm-hmm. um oh, oh my there gosh there was the brothers garcia um there's a lot of stuff um loved cartoon network ed ed and eddie did i say more oh, um yeah. my favorite cartoon <laughs> was fairly odd parents um i think mm-hmm. it has higher rewatch value for us now than spongebob and you can mm-hmm. quote me on that it it definitely okay. has more of a like yes. message well spongebob was probably SpongeBob. more entertaining as a kid i don't think that yeah i don't think that me sitting down right now would enjoy an episode of spongebob as much as an episode of fairly odd parents I'm I'm on that side. I don't agree with that statement. I think I would still enjoy SpongeBob just as much. I think mostly right now, for nostalgia's sake, I think if I got through like a season or so, I think I'd be kind of done with SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, but I think right now, if I were to watch it, because a few weeks ago I was like, man, I want to watch SpongeBob again. And I was against it. And I was like, but I think a lot of it right. right now is like nostalgia. That if I hit all my the big ones, I remember, I'd be like, um. I think I just love Spongebob living on as just quotes for me. Like, I'm fine never watching another episode, honestly, but mm-hmm. as quotes and little references, right. I, I love it. I'm in. Um, I, like Erica, also watch shows that weren't necessarily for kids. Like, um, my dad and I would always watch Mythbusters. Um, we watched a lot of History Channel, mm-hmm. like Modern Marvels. Like, Good back one. when it was actually, like, Modern history. <laughs> um (laughs) i like you megan um would watch a lot of those 90s sitcoms like full house and uh home improvement um on i don't know what channel it was was it hallmark no what are you thinking so um there also was a certain point in my upbringing that we stopped eating dinner around the family table for some reason and just started eating mm-hmm. on tv trays in front of the tv <laughs> um and we we yeah. watched we had we had our routine we watched um mash 
which is a 70s and 80s show um really good really recommend it it's on hulu um we would also watch diners drive-ins and dives um we would watch (laughs) frazier once we got rid of cable um we had that on netflix um yeah we had like our nightly stuff that we would watch sometimes we'd watch seinfeld um Mm -hmm. i really wish i could remember what channel mash was on because it wasn't tv land I don't know. Or was it was it no? Um, it was. I used to see it as I was scrolling to TLC to watch what not to wear. I think it yeah. was the channel above TLC. Oh my gosh! And for me, that was channel sixty-seven growing up. I think or thirty-three. I think it changed. Do you know what the name of the channel was? No, but I'm just maybe hoping that there is a listener out there who also had the same cable that I did and will send us an email to tell us. Maybe I just jogged their memory. Um, (laughs) Is that a stretch? That's a stretch. However, anything's possible if we believe. I just, was it Mm -hmm. Bravo? No, it wasn't Bravo. Are you sure? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of, I think. Never mind. It, it it really doesn't matter what it was on, but it it was there. Yeah, in my it was mind. there. Um, yeah, I I I watched a lot of stuff, a lot of different stuff, and um, that made me the well-rounded person I am today. Wow, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Caleb. Yeah, I'm making a list. I'm just thinking through. Well, stuff. I definitely need to. I definitely okay. need to um, uh, shout out Dexter's little, uh, lab. So, ooh, um, laboratory. Yes. <laughs> um, so a big one from my childhood was like Transformers. No, there's a couple of different series on when I was a kid. Um, Armada, Energon, Cybertron, the, the three I watched the most of, and like so Transformers is like. That was my toy I bought whenever I had money as a kid. What I asked for every like Christmas and birthday was a Transformer. Mm-hmm. So that was just a huge deal. And like, just like I get up, it came out like six or six thirty every morning, and I get up and watch it every morning as a kid. Even reruns, reruns and everything. There was this like gaming and tech channel called G Four that like my brother watched, and like. I remember like being so like fascinated and like when I could watch like um because they had a lot of the like I can't think of the names I see all the faces but a lot of the like the big like um like reviewers and like gaming people yeah um nowadays gather start and like that's cool I've never even heard of that gotcha Uh, it it also died around this time of like 2000 eight or nine the, the, the show they no the the channel the oh, G4 oh was the channel okay and they had like yeah was it who was who was the guy Sessler? that was on like Sessler yes and, no idea yeah uh, he because he hosted E3 a few years ago and I was like oh yeah dude no. G4's resurrected <laughs> it's a, it may, I mean they're on cable right. they're on YouTube and Twitch Huh. Nice. And it was there's a Morgan something, I think. 
that was on the um, show. I mean, Sessler's back. Uh, the guy that hosted Attack of the Show is back. Um, mm. yeah, the they, they, they brought back Attack of the Show and X-Play, um, but they have different co-hosts now. And I, I like Sessler a lot. I don't, I don't watch it all the time because uh well i don't know why i don't watch it all the time but i guess because i feel like it's a little redundant having that and kind of funny in my life but um i definitely yeah. do <laughs> enjoy them being Sess- around still in like the early teens sester was on youtube channel with also a big ign game reviewer i can can't think of his name i see his face um He's been there for a long time now. Demon Hatfield? Taller. He has lots of tattoos <laughs> now. Demon Hatfield to me. I don't know if that helps. Oh, I don't know. But he was on a YouTube channel called like Rev4 Gaming that I watched a lot in high school. Wait, what was it and called? That channel. Grab4? Rev4 Games. Rev. 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 Yeah. Um, but that died. And then the guy I'm thinking of went to IGN. Yeah, well. Yeah, so um, Fear Law Parents, I think is like low underrated in our, our generation, but I think like that was, a, there's like the Holy Trinity. Underrated, I don't know. This is the Holy Trinity of like comedy shows for me as a kid, and it was SpongeBob, Fear Law Parents, and Doom and Neutron. Mm. I like, those three were like, if there was on, I was good. Um, I think of the three, my ranking at the time would go like SpongeBob, Jim Neutron, Fair Art Parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think Sp- Jim Neutron is just like iconic. I distinctly remember as like a three, three Me too, old, Caleb. Me too. Theaters. And I was like, I, I remember I was very excited. I think we were older when that movie came out. I might have been. I'm pretty sure. But I still remember like my mom made me like, broccoli and mac and cheese for lunch and my mom was like if you don't eat your broccoli you can't go see jim neutron and i was like angry broccoli <laughs> max scoville um yeah max scoville yep that's who it is um Mythbusters was huge i was running into like i watched a lot of, like more history channel than like discovery but i watched a lot of Mythbusters. um the the whole cast is just iconic to me. Yeah, and Modern Marvels was great. That was back when um, History Channel, History Channel stuff. Yeah, uh, Drake and Josh, just like iconic. In my childhood. Folk, I'd be remiss if I did not mention um, Teen Titans. Mm. That and was a good one. Of course, Avatar, Last Airbender. Yeah. I feel like that one's just like an understood. Yeah. But like, that's like, uh, that's not childhood. That's yes, current that's as correct. well. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the past. Um, but yeah, like I haven't rewatched, I haven't rewatched Teen Titans. Um, but I remember as a kid, I like, that was, I loved Teen Titans. That's good. Um, also, like, Coach Network had a block. For a long time called Toonami mm-hmm. that was like anime um and that's how I got introduced to like Naruto and One Piece and also Gundam and Dragon Ball Z. Was Samurai Jack on that? It was. Okay I watched Samurai Jack. Yeah. It was on 
They had set, they had a few like non-anime shows. Oh, okay. Um, but it was predominantly a like anime vlog. Yeah. And that was just like iconic. Like I remember like I still remember like I was my bedtime was like a long enough that I could watch Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, but then but sometimes I would try to stay up and watch One Piece. Um, and then I remember like the next year my parents let me stay up till like 10 which meant i could watch, watch one piece and that was just like a big deal in my life <laughs> so yeah i watched a lot of tv as a kid as well um probably like at least at very least a third of it was like educational i'd say i watched a good bit of history channel and like discovery you know probably i feel like mythbusters it's like is but it is an educational That's, in a way it's more fun than anything i mean i guess you're learning something but i can't yeah really i don't know how much i really retained at least mythbusters i don't know about the other shows those were definitely probably educational true. but mythbusters was just pure fun also i feel like i don't know if y'all remember this because i was like i watched a lot of like documentary stuff as a kid but i just remember when planet earth came out mm-hmm. Like nowadays, I mean, that's like 15 years ago now, yeah. at least. Um, but I remember watching Planet Earth as a kid and just being blown away by it. Because mm-hmm. like now, like that style of documentary is like, they've had like sequels to Planet Earth and all kinds right. of different, like that same kind of like documentary. But Planet Earth, at least what I remember, was the first of its kind of being like such high quality. Hmm. And it's like, you had photographers just like sitting in a hole in the ground for like days trying to get a single shot yeah and I'm just like that was like, I remember rushing home from like church Sunday night and wanted to watch like Planet Earth mm. you know so it was like a big big thing yeah so yeah I watched a lot of TV as well thank y'all for yeah. uh, it was for sharing your TV shows with yeah. me yes of course and now that oh also i forgot i, you I wrote, can't go I wrote, story with it i wrote no i won't go into story but i wrote this down and it's very important mm-hmm. Star Trek. oh yeah Star Trek. That, that's for me it's too big, <laughs> it's a big deal in my family it is it's a very big deal in my family so um i'll leave it at that <laughs> it is now that we've talked about tv shows socks <laughs> um and coffee you know coffee we we really need to talk about something that's very pressing um we've we've hinted at it earlier in the episode um but folks it's 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 time to start talking about trash recycling Mm, now yes you may or may not have heard of garbage island yes um unfortunately there are millions and millions of pounds or kilograms of trash in our oceans. <laughs> um, and yeah. I mean, yep. they, they're like literally large enough, like they, they're like bunching up into a group and some one affectionately calls it garbage island. Um, <laughs> I, for one, 
have not seen it, you could you could say that maybe it doesn't exist, but I don't I don't have a reason to not believe that it exists. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. no, there's Are there yeah, not pictures? But, you know, people people could say, oh, oh, that's fake. But I have no reason to believe that it's not real. Oh, I um yeah because literally every day erica and i drive through our apartment complex and there's trash um unfortunately some some of our um fellow apartment complex mates neighbors you might call them neighbor yeah that's a stretch um Like they will be taking their garbage to the dumpster, which also doesn't help, but um, it'll fall off their car and they just leave it. That's a thing in our complex is to put your trash bag on top of your car and drive it over to the dumpster because there's one dumpster that's so far away from everyone. So, yeah. Huh. Um, pretty much what I'm talking about is the. It's pretty since one use products have been a thing for over the last hundred years or so, give or take twenty five years. Like mm-hmm. trash has also been a big issue, and yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. But in those in that century, century and a quarter, like we've just created so much of it so much garbage um mm-hmm. like we literally have mounds like people they, they were like literally making artificial mountains of garbage and covering them in grass because that's what a lot of dumps are mm-hmm. the landfills yeah the landfills. Like, i know you guys didn't expect it to get this serious and i didn't either honestly <laughs> no. i thought i was gonna make a joke about it but then i started really thinking about it and I was like, man, it really does suck. And I've never really been an environmentalist by any means. But I mean, Erica mm-hmm. knows whenever I look at cars, I'm looking at like hybrids or electric vehicles. Um, right. And I don't know how much those help the environment. Like, like I know using an electric vehicle you have to rely on either your home power or a charging station. Are those being powered by plants that are doing green energy? Probably not. Um, like we're, we, we treat a lot of things like single use things. And I know you guys, you guys have reusable bags, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a small thing, but I mean, it's also like something you don't necessarily think about. Like, we use yeah. single-use um, sandwich bags or whatever all the time. Should we? Probably not. But I mean, it's kind of just like what we've always known. And I, not that that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess it is. Um, yeah i i guess you guys can start to tell that i didn't really have any thoughts about my um uh topic until like i didn't have a topic until i mentioned 
fleetingly garbage island earlier. Oh, stop. That's when you thought of this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a oh, nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is it great yeah. for us as Americans and just as humans of the earth to think of little ways that we can help the environment? Absolutely. One person can make a difference because one person can influence their circle and one person from your circle can go influence their other circle and so on and so forth. I truly believe in one person making an impact. However, what are we going to do when Walmart mm-hmm. is out here doing their thing? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do when huge corporations, I mean like Delta Airlines is out here doing their thing? Do you know what I mean? It's like what you know, okay. there's just huge corporations on this earth who have yeah. huge factories or make a huge environmental impact. And while it's great that we're concerned if we're using multi-use sandwich bags or not, mm-hmm. literally, like, what are we, like, that's, and I'm not trying to minimize that. If, like, yeah. that's something that you're passionate about is not using multi-use right, sandwich right. bags, like, only using multi-use sandwich bags, I love it. And I want you to keep doing that. And I want you to keep recycling. But also, like, someone mm-hmm. has got to be holding these huge corporations accountable because it's making it seem like it's up to us as the individual to save the environment when it's right. honestly, like, if there was, like, some way to hold these huge corporations accountable, then mm-hmm. that would be making the vast majority of the difference that we need to be seeing. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion, yeah. and that's not me trying yeah. to, um, again, I know I've said this a million times, Keep recycling, y'all. No. But if Walmart is listening, and I hope they are, I have a bone to pick. <laughs> and maybe a Patreon. <laughs> also, no, please there recycle over our bed, bed frame on time, Walmart. <laughs> oh, am I, yes. Also, do I <laughs> buy items from Walmart? Yes. But that's another thing. Is that is that <laughs> the middle class is fueling these corporations because that's what the middle class can afford. And then it's this whole thing. Right. It's a whole thing. It really is. It's it's a in this essay, I will. It is a vicious cycle. So I like I'm over the years I've gotten I watched a lot of like like a lot of like environmentalists, not environmentalists, more like just like environmental science. Not like how as much like how I live green, but more like how things work in the environment. Right. I watched a lot of that kind of stuff on YouTube. Um, and yeah, a lot of the people I watch has the same, same conclusion as Erica as like, yeah, it's great like recycling and doing all that. But really like, I think the number is close to like 90% of like pollution and trash and stuff comes from corporations and not from people. Um, which is like, it's nice. Cause I remember one time I was stressing about, about like, um, like, I threw some plastic thing the right way. I was kind of upset about it. And Megan was like, well, it's not a big deal. Like, the corporations are doing much worse. And I was like, sure did. And then I think the next night, Caleb watched a video that came to that conclusion. And he came to me and he's like, Megan, you know, corporations are the biggest deal here. And I was like, I literally just told you that. I've been knowing that, honey. I've been saying that. I don't yeah. know. He had to wait till YouTube told him that. Yeah. It's only, okay, fuck off. Only accept what you something do. Right. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. And like one one thing is like I've learned is like mm-hmm. apparently the companies that like made plastic and stuff back when plastic was like becoming more um cheap, mm-hmm. they kind of lied about how recyclable 
or cyclebore. Oh yeah. And but basically like aluminum is like the most recyclable thing we have. Mm-hmm. It's like awesome. If really if we want to be like sustainable, we just need to make everything out of aluminum because oh, like, it's like one of the only like much better than like plastic. Like we can melt it down and just like make more stuff out. Right. Which is like awesome. I love that. Um, and we're starting to see that more often with like, like I know like the um, espresso cups are aluminum, yeah. right? And like that new coffee brand I want to try is like they have aluminum cups. Oh, okay. And it's like, um, I've seen like other like companies mm-hmm. move towards like aluminum more than plastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, you're right, Erica. Like it's, uh, it's a huge deal. And it's almost like a like. We're only realizing how bad it is. And like, there's no way to stop it quickly. And it's right. like, I won't be sad, but like, it's not gonna go. It's gonna get a lot worse before we can get in a space where it's like, we can like stop it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I really think like. If anything, um, like I think the um, pandemic kind of showed that we kind of underestimate nature's ability to, to bounce back when it's just mm-hmm. like unbridled. Um, and like there was like dolphins swimming in Venice, which hasn't happened in like centuries. Um, so yeah, I just like, I think it sucks, but I think like once we stop and chill out for a minute. <laughs> if we just like chill out, <laughs> right. Um, get past our consumerism and everything mm-hmm. and we can i think nature will bounce back we still have have to deal with our mistakes but i think nature will kind of bounce back quicker than sometimes yeah. scientists might project yeah i so. feel like i've definitely had to go through a whole like thing mindset where it was like it started off like not really caring or really taking consideration anything like sustainability environmental or whatever and then going almost to an extreme of like, uh, I'm a bad person if I don't do this. Mm-hmm. You're a bad person because you don't do this. And almost yeah. like that kind of thing. And almost, I'm like almost saying like, well, I don't want to be like burdened by this like very intense, like if I don't recycle this, I am guilty now type deal yeah. to then being more neutral in the fact like I'm going to do what I can and know that that does have value. But ultimately- it is like much bigger corporations and companies and things who want us to think it's us and only mm-hmm. us that are in charge of this uh when it's mostly like it's their deal that they really need to be accountable for and so it's not so much something i need to put that much pressure on myself or other people because mm-hmm. i think that was a big thing of like oh well, you need to be doing this you got to get those metal straws and it's like how dare you not use a metal straw and it's like you know who made those metal straws (laughs) (laughs) who probably is like happy you're gonna be buying all of them and they continue their uh unethical practices and stuff so it's kind of it's it is hard because I think a lot of times you can get into a very guilty cycle of like I want to go and buy these things but then it's like you know there's just as much bad things that happen to make a tote bag yeah like it just it has this footprint this has this footprint you know unfortunately everything you can get will create a footprint um but also like you're saying not to minimize any sustainable practices of course like do what's 
make sense for your family, I would say, you know, like, don't think you have to pay a lot of money to be sustainable type thing. I think that can also be a big thing of like, it's not always very inclusive for like, uh, maybe lower wage or anything like that. in in some things, but yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think it's definitely good to be mindful and not ignorant to it, of course. Yeah. And like having your own little practices, like we just started trying to implement reusable napkins. Like my mom. And you know, mm-hmm. that's great. My mom had a whole little passion project. Oh yeah, cool. She was like embroidering these little uh towels to put in the kitchen. Oh my it was gosh. So, so sure didn't do that. Something <laughs> is very like it's very like double sided. So like Apple, tons of like bad pollution, like mm-hmm. the environment, like. The production of lithium batteries is like awful, mm-hmm. um, but they did invent this machine that, like, all of their products up until like certain like um, age range, like they this machine takes apart and like recycles it completely. Okay, like they yeah. can like I think they can use like like ninety percent of materials in the if you ship it in to them, <laughs> they can up to use up like almost like ninety percent of the materials, which is awesome. Yeah, but it's also like reuse that's like such a small fraction people do that and it's like Mm -hmm. they're already making so much what they're doing yeah Um, legislative legislation what's the word legislative yeah Yeah, it's like yes um i think it's maine or connecticut has outlawed styrofoam massachusetts has also (laughs) massachusetts which is like awesome um and there's like one thing i'm interested in is like replacements of this kind of stuff and so there's actually this like there's several companies doing this in different ways but uh-huh. basically you can make the basically breeding mushrooms to replace like styrofoam and plastic uh-huh. so it's just they like basically like they grow these spores in like molds of like a fork or like, you know, huh. like or like an egg crate right and then after the spores grow they do it they they, they heat treat it yeah and it becomes like super durable Mm -hmm. um but then Hmm. it's like biodegradable yeah and so it's like organic material and like is i mean it's more right now it's more expensive for sure a kid a few years ago did something similar but with cornstarch um yeah yeah i think for those listening and may or may not be concerned about their practices or um like wondering how they can you know do more to help the environment i think the easiest thing is maybe reduce the amount of paper products that you use um deforestation is probably or is definitely one of the worst things that humanity is doing but also like one of the worst things for our um earth um yeah like we're guilty of it we use paper towels we use napkins um but i mean i like the idea of getting cloth napkins and doing what your mom did and getting a bunch of reusable rags um for cleaning and Mm -hmm. such um that's just a small thing i don't like i mean i don't recommend um not using toilet paper um unless you have a bidet but even then you still need to dry off a little bit um 
I've never used a bidet too. <laughs> Just a wiggle. Get, get hair dryer. Um, <laughs> could be nice. Ooh, Who knows? Be um, <laughs> could be bad. Um, but I do <laughs> know cool that setting. there are certain toilet papers made from bamboo, which is not not a tree it's a grass for those wondering um and it's just a lot easier to grow in fact some people have bamboo infestations um and are actively trying to get rid of it but okay at aldi starts yeah i know like (laughs) i i have like the same like brand of toilet paper that i always go back to but i i know it's made of you know tree or whatever um plus so yeah th- those are some things that you can do um try try using reusable napkins um you know if you're having people over just just use real plates you know, you don't have to use paper plates um even though it is way more convenient for clean clean up um mm-hmm. yeah it, it, this this turned into a very green episode um, kind of un- or very unintentionally, but it's it's important to talk about sometimes. And before we stop talking about it, I do have one bone to pick with the city of Atlanta. I, I used to live in the city limits Go of Atlanta, it. and they would pick up our our trash, and every other week they would pick up our recycling. Mm-hmm. I started to realize that they didn't send a different truck they would get both at the same time. So it was all just going to the landfill. Um, So if you're recycling in Atlanta using the city of Atlanta recycling, you're not recycling. Um, (laughs) And our our apartment doesn't even offer recycling, unfortunately. Um, But uh, we live really close to DeKalb Farmer's Market and there's a whole recycling center full, full of like, um different bins and such and we take our stuff there yeah we've taken stuff there um so yeah maybe do some some research on what's actually being recycled in your area hopefully your your town is not pulling the wool over your eyes like the city of atlanta Mm. i will write a strongly worded I'm just kidding. I don't live in Atlanta anymore. I live in Decatur, but nevertheless, I live in greater Atlanta. I don't know what point I was trying to make. <laughs> this has been Weiss cast. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss. And um, this has been a great episode. Uh, you can find us on nice. social medias at Weiss cast. They haven't posted very much lately, but you know what? We've got to change that. Um, anyone else have anything else to say? I have my line at the end, but let me know this time. Negative. Well, we will see you all next week. Toodles! Bye! Deuces, yo.